friends all over the world. This is Laura Bush, wife of former U.S. President of the United States, George Bush. I'm calling in from West Texas to support the Moms Meet World podcast. And we are so grateful, George and I, for a podcast that's all about strengthening home and family because we believe in home and family. We also believe in West Texas. And, you know, it's a lovely thing to live in West Texas because you get to say West Texas fairly frequently. And West Texas really, the saying that just really highlights, I think, the West Texas accent. So I like saying West Texas. And so does George. We just say it to each other quite often. We'll just say West Texas back and forth, thinking about how great it is to live in West Texas and say it and mean it. So today, the topic is about suffering and shame and hurt and embarrassment and and failure and gratitude for all of it. So that's kind of a big topic. You're going to want to grab your emotional umbrella. It's going to be a downpour. But when I think about that topic, I think about William Shakespeare saying that expectation is the root of all heartache. And I also think about a song that maybe now you also have thought about that has to do with the Rose Garden, but certainly not the Rose Garden that Bunny Mellon worked on and outside the White House and Jackie Kennedy. Not that Rose Garden. We're talking about a song that you may remember from the 70s, and it goes like this. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden along with the sunshine. There's got to be a little rain sometimes. And for sure, there's got to be a lot of rain in our lives, maybe not in West Texas. West Texas has a lot more sun than maybe sometimes we need, but but West Texas isn't the only place on the planet, of course. There's lots of rain other places, and, and there's lots of metaphorical rain that we all need to grow. So let's move right now into the Moms Meet World podcast episode, and always remember, never forget, please, that this is not Laura Bush. This is Mary Bell. Welcome. Welcome, friends, to the Moms Meet World podcast. Hey, friends all over the world. We are so excited for this broadcast today, and we have a permutation of family members that is unique and interesting. Um, lots of different permutations available, but today we've got Rachel, we've got Christy, and we've got Emily, and we are going to be talking about suffering, mortification, embarrassment, and pain. Also, why it's important to be grateful for all of the above. Okay, so we're going to start with some stories. Um, Emily, would you like to tell us a story of something that happened to you that you're grateful for, but was super hard? at the time oh yeah um let's see i was gonna tell i i i think an overall uh thing that came to mind which is funny because and i think mom's gonna laugh about this but is exercise (laughs) um i always feel good after i exercise but i don't always feel good when i exercise and so i feel like a lot of the things that happen to us that are really difficult sometimes are kind of like exercise on a large scale. Like it sucks at the time, but afterwards you're like, that was nice. Like I got stronger through that. Um, I love to ski and there's a joke in skiing sometimes that you have to earn your turns. Cause you might, if you want to like ski something really nice, Rachel is a thousand times better at this than I am. Then you might have to hike a bit. And I hate hiking with skis and ski boots and also most physical activities that exert me. I am not a fan of, I'm a more of a walker. <laughs> um, and, uh, I just have like terrible, horrible memories of like 
just slogging up these awful, awful hills and ski boots and skis and poles. And like, of course, my dad and my brother are like three miles ahead of me. And I'm like basically in tears, but I just, I want to ski the really nice turns and, and it often is worth it. And I, cause I also have so many good memories of skiing, just wonderful slopes. Um, and I'll also say that I think one thing that's important to remember while you're suffering, I guess is, is the keyword is that Sometimes it's okay to ask for help too. I also have some very sweet memories of my dad or my brother carrying my skis for me. And so even though something can make you stronger, sometimes one of the ways you can be stronger is just asking for help at the time if you're going through something hard. So that's my sort of lame metaphor for for suffering is exercise. I love it. I love it. And there are so many mornings I can remember you getting up um, before almost anyone and being ready to go ski again. So that says a lot. I mean, you really are. You know, kind I, of a, I love to ski. I just don't like to physically exert myself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a little hard to do without <laughs> exerting yourself. To ski. Anyway, you're kind of a queen of skiing to me. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in, I just want to let you know, this is a podcast about strengthening home and family for our brand new listeners. And we are a large family. Um, and you're hearing from daughters talking to a mom right now. So just for those of you who may just be joining us, uh, anybody else want to share a story? Here you go. Um, for me, I, I love to pick my trials. Like I like to get up in the morning and be like, okay, here's a list of things that I'm going to get done today, hard or otherwise. And the Lord likes to pick my trials too. (laughs) And so he has other ideas about 98% of the time about what I will be doing and how it's going to go. And that's hard for me. Um, because And I think with young children, that's a lot harder. I think, um, at other stages of my life, it was, that still happened. Absolutely. But especially with young children, like they're not predictable, you know, like you suddenly got things smeared all over the couch that really can't stay on there. You know, (laughs) like you're making calculated choices about what can and what can't, you know, (laughs) because you don't have time and, (laughs) and like someone is throwing a basket case over something and now this is like, it's just, it's just always going to be something, you know, and you don't get to choose always what your trials are going to be. Um, but I think that has helped me become a more flexible person. And that's actually been kind of empowering. Like for me personally, I love like having a plan, focusing on one thing and doing it well, you know? And I, it almost seems more like, like I always was like exercising my arms and I was like, yes, I'm so strong. This is great. You know? And then the Lord came in and said, you don't have any abs. You're going to learn how to use them. <laughs> it's like, but I, I got this. Like I, I, my arms are great. You know, I do my fo I, I can focus. I, you know, like I've developed these skills and I'm proud of them, but now it's like, okay, it's time to learn new skills. And motherhood has been hard for me because it stretched me that way. You know, I've had to really learn to multitask. I've l- had to learn that to be frequently disrupted and try to keep my cool. And when I say I've had to learn, I'm saying, I would like to emphasize that I am learning these things. I have not actually learned them. I'm, I'm tr- in the process because it's really frustrating of being calm in the face of things constantly just getting blown up or derailed and not having a lot of control, having some influence definitely, but like things are just going differently and having to like, instead of doing, trying to do one thing well, trying to do about three or four things at the same time, not very well, but good enough. Um, and it's been a hard, hard thing for me, 
but it's also kind of empowering. It's like, I know I didn't lose the other skills, you know, I, I got to keep the arms, but now I have some abs. Um, and that feels good. Like if, if it can be a very disruptive thing, but it can also be very empowering. And I think that's something that when things kind of the day-to-day things are hard, it's nice to know that like you get stronger, you know, you that. can. Yeah. I love that song. That's um, and I love that you, those strong arms, I watched you develop those and how ordered and sequential you were, what a scholar you have always been. I remember when you first started homeschooling in like eighth grade, well, you only homeschool for what a year and a half. So seventh grade. Um, but you had on your wall, the schedule that you wanted to follow and you were just, you didn't even need a teacher or a classroom. You were like, and you didn't need me. I mean, you were just so sequential and ordered. And like you said, that changes you. And I love, um, in the Incredibles, how the, do you guys remember what the mom's superpower is? Being flexible. flexible. Mm -hmm. I really believe that was intentional on the part of the people who made that movie because there's no more important skill you can have as a mother than being flexible. Um, so now I get to tell my shameful stories Two very quick one. I was thinking about this this morning. I, remember being a mom of young children of all of you guys and more, many more than are in in this room. And I remember thinking, this is really, um, challenging to do. (laughs) Okay. This is going to show my pride, but to do something super impressive in the decoration or decor or whatever department that I, that I enjoy doing, like, how am I going to do all of these little special Pinteresty things when I have, people who are, you know, everywhere and doing everything. And I've got to keep up with all of these little people. So one year I decided I'm just going to go ahead and figure out a way to send at least one person. In this case, it was one of my sisters, some really elaborate, very, you know, over the top things in terms of gifts. And what I decided, not the gifts themselves, the gift wrap. So I was like doing like butcher paper with the little twig and the holly berry. I mean, all these little candy cane twine. And I stayed up to like two in the morning or three in the morning, maybe finishing all of these packages for all of her five kids and her husband and her and all of these people and extra things. And I was completely exhausted. And the joy they got from me doing all this extra stuff, finding these stuff, because part of this experience was shopping for this stuff, then finding it, buying it, wrapping it, whatever. They got about 45 seconds of joy out of it. And I got like a little, you know, notch in my pride belt. And all I was at the end of the day was miserable. I was exhausted the next day. And I already had little kids that were exhausting me. I called my sister and I said, Hey, how about we have another idea? Like, well, if you do something different at Christmas, what if we gave each other the gift? And let me preface this. We give each other a lot of gifts. We really do through, you know, different times and especially the gift of experience together. But what if we gave each other the gift of not giving each other anything for Christmas. <laughs> she was thrilled. I was thrilled. We were all thrilled. I never wanted to see a, a little thing of candy cane twine again in my life or a Christmas sprig or whatever that took me forever to pack all those packages. Anyway, so that was, um, that was a blessing. The other one real quick is that I, and this is a shout out to my friend, Joni, who may be listening. I am so embarrassed about this. You guys, I can't even tell you in earthly words how embarrassed I am, but this is the truth of it. Um, Joni is Joni Hilton. Look her up. JoniHilton.com. She's the YouTube mom. She's written like 25 books because she didn't want to, you know, be gone with her when her kids were little. So she wrote books. She has, when her kids grew up, she did the YouTube channel. She's hosted talk shows. Anyway, you can imagine that I would be a little nervous 
interviewing her in the first place. But plus this podcast for new listeners is really only a handful of months old. And I was nervous about podcasting remotely. I had done one with my sister. The sound quality was horrendous. My friend, Abba, shout out to Abba fixed a lot of it, but you can go listen to it. Family history part one. It's a really, it's my favorite, one of my favorites. Um, but the sound quality was awful. So I was nervous about what would happen with the sound. I was nervous about trying to figure out how to do it remotely. And of course I was nervous and that leads to things that don't always go well. So we report, we did the podcast together, Joni and actually Betsy, my sister and I, and it was a good podcast. But at the end I realized I had never pushed record. Okay. So that's bad enough. And Joni was super gracious about it. She was so kind about it. I thought that's, that's all right. She was so good about it. We'll do it again. We did it again. Yeah, I'm recording now. (laughs) One of my daughters said, are you recording now? (laughs) Yes. I'm not nervous when it's remote, when it's local, it's remote. that throws my game. So, um, completely. So we do it again. So we do it again just the other day. And this time I'm much more prepped. I won't bore you with the details, but prep, prep, prep really got ready for this prep. But I also teach something called young women's. We're members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I do a young women's thing on Sundays sometimes. And at the end of that remote meeting, we just click out, we say goodbye and click out really quick and we're done because we don't need to record that. Right. It's just a class. So at the end of this meeting with Joni, I was thinking in the last five minutes, this has gone really well. Like this makes up for everything. This is better than the one we did before that was derailed. We're going to be totally fine. I love this. I love Joni. I'm so happy. Bye, Joni. Click off. And then realize when you're saving a recording, you have to stay the extra minute. Four hours later, about four hours, I realized I could never retrieve the file. I went through all these other files hoping... What, what was I going to do? I was so embarrassed. I thought, well, maybe I could make some excuse that would be dishonest and that would make me sad and guilty. Why not just be sad? I called Joni. I explained Joni to Joni the whole truth of it and how I'd blown it again. And you know what, you guys, she was so kind and loving. I could just cry. She was so kind. She said, Mary, that's something I would have done. I, I would have made the same mistake. I would have, this is technology is tough for me. And I would just, and after it was all over and I was still sad, you can tell that I'm trying not to cry. Um, one of my daughters said to me, mom, here's one of the blessings of it. You are now closer to Joni than you would have been because you've bonded through this difficult experience. And I thought, She's exactly right. I need to always remember that trials are like little chain links, like links in a necklace that can bond us together and hook us together more. They're not meant to be something torturous from Heavenly Father. They're really a gift so that we can one, become closer and two, develop our strengths. Okay. Now I want to turn the time over to um, another daughter, Rachel, who is bringing the meat on what gratitude in the face of trial can do for us. So here you go, Rachel. Hi. Yeah. I just wanted to, um, bring in like another perspective on why it might be great to, uh, talk about gratitude and, you know, mental health is something that everyone's thinking about, especially, uh, this time of year. And I think it's awesome to talk about the implications for, um, that gratitude has in that area. Um, So the first thing I want to say is that if you're just as a disclaimer, like if you are, um, experience like a clinical mental health disorder, you should seek professional help and not just be grateful (laughs) because it's not going to solve all your problems. Um, so this is much more of just, um, like a a good tip, but it's definitely not, um, a clinical diagnosis. Um, so that's just my little disclaimer, but, uh, this is some research I'm sharing, um, out of Harvard, um, and just to kind of get into the media of it, meat of it. So in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with higher happiness in individuals. 
Um, so it's already pretty, pretty good to go off of. Um, and a lot of research has been done. Um, and when people do things like writing a few sentences each week of what they're grateful for, um, it actually has huge, um, benefits. So like in research they've done where one group writes a few things a week that they're grateful for. And then another group writes, um, some things that irritate them daily (laughs) over the course of 10 weeks. Uh, the people who wrote out gratitude were much more optimistic and reported feeling a lot better about their lives than the other group. Um, something else that was interesting was the group that was writing out things they were grateful for, um, actually exercised more than the other group. And they also needed, um, fewer visits to the doctor, which I thought was interesting. Um, and obviously some of that might be correlational, but it's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, and then another study showed that when tested against various other like famous positive psychological interventions, um, writing a letter of gratitude to someone that you care about exhibited a huge increase in the happiness score. Um, and the benefits actually lasted over a couple of months. If you're interested in positive psychology, Martin Seligman, um, was kind of a pioneer in the field and he talks a lot about gratitude. Um, most of his research, some of his research focused on that. Um, just if you're, if you're curious. And then another one that I thought was really interesting that people in relationships who express gratitude toward their romantic partners are, um, significantly more likely to be satisfied in their relationship than people who don't. Um, and what's another interesting part of that is people who are grateful in their relationships are also more likely to, um, feel comfortable expressing, um, like areas of concerns or think the things that they want to improve in their relationship. So being grateful allows you to have a more communicative, um, partnership with who you're involved with, which I think is really, really good. Um, last thing is, uh, managers who consistently think people, um, that work for them actually tend to report higher motivation among their employees, as well as, um, a more productive work environment. So gratitude really just, um, helps the people around you and it helps yourself. And then I was thinking of just different ways that you can be grateful, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. Um, and I think that, it's important to focus on a way that like gratitude makes you feel good. Um, you can be grateful about things in the past in terms of like thinking about fond memories or, um, things that shaped you or are important to you. Um, you can be grateful about the present and focus on things right now that, um, make you happy and bring more joy to your life. And you can be grateful about the future, um, by trying to cultivate an optimistic and hopeful attitude. Um, so gratitude is great. That's just a couple of things. There's lots and lots of information out there about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that kind of sums it up. I love that. And we've always thought, well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear in our family that you've been a very great example of gratitude. Um, and I would just like to ask if we could go around and share some things that we're grateful for as we close this podcast. So I'm going to share just a few things that I'm super grateful for. One is that there's someone at my door. So I'm going to see, it's always fun to have someone at the door. Hold on. Let me see what, maybe it's Santa. Let's see who it is. Hi, sweetie. Um, a gift. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Oh, you're such a doll. We'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Can you believe that? There's a neighbor bringing Christmas treats or th- it must be Thanksgiving treats. And look, it says happy Thanksgiving. And there's a gift. Don't we all wonder what it was? It's wrapped. So I don't want to, what is this? This is so great. Look at what she sent. There's two gifts in here from our neighbors. You guys look at all this. This is candy and all kinds of things. Okay. So in my turn for sharing what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for neighbors. Those are the sweetest people. That is so kind. Um, I'm also grateful for, um, for some reason, I just want to say I'm grateful for my heritage. I am so grateful to know more about 
um, the past. <laughs> Our little granddaughter says the other day, it was so funny. She said, we said, do you want to go play? What do you want to do? And she said, I can't play now. She's four years old. I need to search to find the truth about the past, <laughs> which apparently is a line from <laughs> frozen or something. But, um, but I, I have searched to find the truth about the past. And I found out that I have a lot of, um, I knew I had tons of Irish ancestors, all of us do, but I didn't know I had all these French ancestors. And now some of you listening, je t'adore. Je comprends un peu, um, a little bit about my French background. And I'm just so grateful to know about that because I've always been drawn to France, um, and French things and, and German things. We also have German heritage, which I'm grateful for. So I just want to talk about that and say how grateful I am for all of you girls, for my family, for Thanksgiving, for the Lord above. Um, and anybody else want to express some thanks for something as we close? Yeah, I will. Um, Rach, I'm grateful for you for bringing up that research. I think that's so helpful. I actually have done that in hard times in my life and I, and it's been incredible. It's made such a difference. I, what I wish I did it is did it all the time. You know, that would be the real victory. Um, cause imagine how I, how happy I could be if I was already doing well. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I'm just really grateful for my family. It's good to be talking to you, mom. Thanks for your sweet words. Oh, of course. We love you guys. Uh, One, um, I'm grateful for Emily for being grateful for me. I love, (laughs) I love, I love praise. So that means a lot. Um, I'm also just, I think in this time, I'm really feeling grateful for my family as well because, um, 2020 has been a hard year and a lot of people are, are alone right now, um, and really suffering because of it. And I feel like I've been able to be at least somewhat exempt from that in part, just because, um, uh, my family is, is close by. So I have a little bit more, um, resources there, uh, which I'm, I'm particularly grateful of. And I'm mindful of the people that might not have those same, um, opportunities, but, uh, I'm also feeling grateful for it. Um, I'm just grateful for family and that, that's something, especially around the holidays. It's just something that I'm really, really grateful for. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it is the holidays and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So we will get going on all these things that you girls have gotten together and decided to make, which I'm excited to eat and I'll make the rolls. So we'll have a fun Thanksgiving tomorrow and happy Thanksgiving to our listeners, to all of you, wherever you are. If you're by yourself, uh, you can go listen to all the other episodes of this podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. And there's a lot of um, wonderful things out there. If you want to go to um, hashtag give thanks, there's a lot of people expressing gratitude for um, things in their lives that they're kind of heartwarming. Um, and uh, I encourage you to maybe, maybe watch a musical or a, you know, one of, we love white Christmas or miracle on 34th street. That's Rachel's favorite. We're going to watch that for her birthday. Um, coming up here. Well, actually your birthday's today, but we'll watch it tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Um, there's lots of options for things you can do when you're by yourself and, and know that it won't be forever. Um, know that you're loved and, um, know that this thing will pass. So here's a big virtual hug from all of our family to all of you. We love you. And we'll see you next time on Moms. Mom's Mom.